From a prophetic perspective, the six major prophecies we should be focused on right now are World War III, the Israeli-Palestinian Peace Agreement, a world government, a world religion, precursors to the mark of the beast, <clears throat> and the great end time revival. Today we'll do our best to answer your questions on these and other topics on this open line edition of the End Time Show. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. I do thank you for joining me today on the End Time Show. And I will be taking your calls. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And <clears throat> I was in a, just to start it off today, because we get so many questions uh, through email and on our social networking sites. And a lot of times we never get to answer some of those. So until I get some calls here, I wanted to answer a few of these questions. I was involved in a huge Bible study the other night down in <clears throat> at the conference in Thibodeau, <clears throat> Louisiana. And they had we did the conference on Sunday night and then Monday night we had a giant they got a giant they actually have several big giant Bible studies and they had me down there as the last phase of their discipleship program to answer questions on prophecy because they do a giant end time class. And they've been going through many of our end time series and they went through from here to Armageddon and, and they were getting ready to start another big class. So they sent me 18 questions to answer. It took me two hours to answer all of them because some of them were very detailed questions. But at least 50% of all of the questions dealt with pre-post-trib pre rapture, pre-mid or post-trib rapture. Because when these prophecies of events start to happen, I mean, when this uh, war kicked off over here between Israel and the Palestine, or and Hamas, man, it just seemed like the prophecy world went crazy, right? I mean, I've got, I don't know how many conferences to do coming up in next year, and they start off the first weekend of January and just take off like a bang. So, I wanted to answer some of these questions today, if we have time. But the number one, let's just take off and then we'll, I'll go to the calls here in just a moment. But the first one was pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. The person said, I'm confused. Due to the differing beliefs and interpretations of Scripture, if no man knows the day or the hour, when Jesus will return then how can we be anything but pre-trib? Okay. Number one, the, to believe in a, a, a pre-trib rapture means that the, at the, the coming of the, the, the time of the rapture, when the Lord will come with, his, uh, angel, with the angels to send them with the sound of a great trumpet to gather the elect unto him, those that have died and gone on before and those that are alive and remain, that events the rapture. People that believe we're going to go rap, be raptured before the Great Tribulation period, they believe that that rapture will occur before the Great Tribulation. Well, people that believe in a 
post-trib believe it's after the Great Tribulation. That's the stance that we hold according to Scripture. Somebody that believes in a mid-trib, that most people that believe in a pre-trib and a mid-trib believe that the Great Tribulation lasts seven years, which according to Scripture it doesn't. It only lasts the final three and one-half years of a final seven-year period. The first three and one-half years, the Bible does not say that that's tribulation. Okay? Um, so, people that believe in a, a mid-trib rapture believe there's a final seven years. Halfway through that, the rapture occurs. There's really no such thing as a mid-trib rapture because the rapture only lasts for three and one-half years, or the, the tribulation only lasts for three and one-half years. So really there's only the, technically, there's only the pre-trib stance. I guess you can believe whatever you want, but there's really only the pre-trib stance or the post-trib, and we believe that the rapture occurs at the end of the Great Tribulation, what Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 24, immediately after the tribulation of those days. So, Matthew 24, 36, Jesus did say, But of the day, of that day and hour, knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Well, that is a, obviously, that's a correct statement. Jesus said it. It's got to be true. I agree with that. So, what are we talking about here? Number one, 2,000 years ago, Jesus knew that the apostles couldn't understand it. They didn't understand the writings of Daniel. The Lord told Daniel, nope, close up and seal your book. It's for the people of the time of the end. Also, you remember when in 1 Thessalonians 5, the apostle Paul said, men and brethren, there's no need that I write unto you about these things. Yourselves know perfectly that the day, the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. That's all he would tell them. There's no sense that, that it's uh, in Acts chapter 1. When the, the disciples asked the Lord, will you at this time restore your kingdom? He's getting ready to ascend into heaven. He said, it's not for you guys to know. So it wasn't for them to know, but it didn't mean that there wouldn't be anybody ever that would know. Okay? So can I give you a day, date, and time? No, that the rapture will occur. But there will be, we can know the times and the seasons and watch these events that are leading up to that and know that we're very, 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 very close to that event happening. So, it's of utmost importance that we understand these things because that's, this, these, are the, these are the questions that many, many people, it's on their mind right now because people have been teaching, many people have been teaching a pre-tribulation rapture since I was a little kid, 50 some years ago. But yet here we are in 2023 getting ready to go into 2024 and it still hasn't happened yet. So that doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. I totally agree with that. But the thing is, if you look at all the scriptures in the Bible, it simply points to a post-tribulation rapture. And we could talk more about that as we go along. So I'm going to go to the phones here in just a moment. I got a lot of calls. Uh, I want to mention First Cup Coffee. Um, and it, because it's, number one, if you're a coffee drinker, I'm always looking for good coffee. Not all coffee is good, okay? So as you can imagine, I mean, most of us here are just pretty much working around the clock, trying to keep up with everything, the war in Israel and the world government, world religion, all these different things. And yes, we are energized and motivated by our God-given purpose, certainly. But it's also nice to have a good cup of coffee, right? <laughs> so every morning, Vince is up there making first cup coffee. It's really good. And we like to support non-woke companies. I mean, 
Think about it when Target goes out and starts supporting LGBTQ and they've got LGBTQ Christmas ornaments and all kinds of stuff. I don't want to go shop there. So I like to support uh, non-woke companies. That first cup coffee is a non-woke coffee company. They're not trying to rewrite history and defund our military. I mean, they're, they're non-woke. You guys will have to forgive me at the beginning of the program here because I'm still fighting a cold that I've had for a couple weeks now. So these guys, the coffee guys, um, First Cup Coffee, they're, they're Christian-owned, Patriot Coffee. I've met them. Really, really nice guys. And they're out here out of the great state of Texas. They've got many, many different roasts for you to choose from. It's kind of cool because they're all named after a piece of American history. Washington, John Hancock, a lot of them. It's really neat. So go to firstcup.com. Use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. They're helping us in our mission. And we're helping send people to buy coffee from them. They're giving to end time. It's a win-win for everybody all around. And we're seeing souls reached all around the world. They're helping us get on new platforms and all kinds of new stuff. So it's a win-win for everybody. And you guys are helping us by buying coffee from these guys. So if you subscribe, they'll give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com. Use code end time to get your 10% off today. So... I know it's really good, and they've actually got pods for a, a Keurig as well. So go in there and check it out. All right, you guys, we're going to go straight to the phones here. Let's go to John in Tennessee. God bless John. Welcome to the End Time Show. Well, good afternoon, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? Other than your cold, which hmm. you can hear a little bit of it, but not much. I'm, I'm getting over it, so I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. Hopefully by next Monday we'll be all right. You'll make it. No problem. What you got? Anyway, uh, noticing the way things are happening in the last few days, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you have had any indication, rumor, or actually information as to whether or not Iran's uh, backing away and washing their hands of Hamas, if mm-hmm. they indeed are, mm-hmm. was pressured by the Chinese or Russo-Chinese or the Russians themselves. I know the Russians can't really stand to get into a second front right now. They right. had to help. So uh, I wondered if you'd heard anything about that. I, I haven't heard anything about Iran washing their hands of Hamas. I uh, did. I actually saw... I, I, I figured that was coming. <laughs> either on Fox News or somebody. Yeah. They, uh, the Ayatollah himself in uh, whatever language they speak. Right. Uh, I think it's Farsi, if I'm not mistaken. but is basically on their own in this, that they're not going to get any more help from them. Okay. So I haven't heard that. I would need to document that, uh, John, because I know that Hamas is a direct terrorist proxy of Iran. And for them to just say, well, we're washing our hands of this, that makes absolute no sense. Once you understand yeah, it, the ring it, it, of fire. Me either. I was just wondered if. Yeah, yeah, I have not heard that. Just a ruse they were throwing out there, or maybe. That's very possible they can't because. Get China or Russia to back them up. Yeah, that's very possible a, because they don't always tell the truth, John. That's true. Yeah, that's and true. so. I know Russia can't afford to do a, a second front while they're still engaged with. Right. What they're doing. And the Chinese, I don't think, right now are really that interested in getting into a shooting war at this time. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that if the United States went against Iran, 
that's the thing really that could bring that's Russia and China story. in. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I yeah. think they're if they are really going to say Hamas, you couldn't do it. So you're going to have to pay the price all, all by yourself. If they did indeed mean it, because I did hear him say it. Yeah. That uh, perhaps it was because their their backup isn't ready to get into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that no matter what happens, Russia and China are going to protect their oil interest in the Middle East region. And so whether they wanted to or not... ...against Iran, directly against Iran, I'm sure they'd join in. That's absolutely correct. That's what I'm saying. I don't... ...back away from Hamas and let Hamas pay the price for what they've done. Yes. And not get personally involved into it. That might be a a plus-plus for everything. Yeah, I think they're already involved. I don't think it's possible for them to just wash their hands of Hamas because they've been supporting them by tens and tens of millions of dollars every year. And the um, Iranian uh, Revolutionary Guard Corps is the ones that trained several hundred of the Hamas individuals in September before they went in on October the 7th. So I think, I think it would be hard for them to just say, well, we're going to wash our hands of you guys and let you go on your own. I mean, um, I, I'd have to document that, John. I've not seen that anywhere because none of the Israel re, uh, newspapers, as far as I've seen, are reporting that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I did see it. I'm not exactly sure where because it was just kind of a side note to something. I said, wait a minute. This yeah, yeah. This doesn't sound exactly right. Yeah. Well, I know. I will look into it and document it, and if it is the case, then I'll bring it up on the radio. Okay. All right, my friend. God bless you all, and it was good seeing you guys here a few weeks ago down here in Texas. Oh, it was was a great two days. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I heard about what happened at church and and what a great time it was, so I wish I could have been there. I wish you were there, too. Yeah, yeah. But I was glad that Vince was. Absolutely. Well, God bless you, my friend. I'm going to let you go. i got a lot of calls, and I look forward to seeing you guys again in the near future. All right, John, thank you much. Uh, let's go to Mary in New York. God bless Mary. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. How um, are you? I'm good. How are you? I am tremendous. What you got? Okay, so my question is, right now, Israel has uh, some potential red heifers that are still good. Yes. And we're, like, looking at, like, another year and a half before we know for sure or something like that. Or yeah. maybe two years. Yeah, so, so they're coming they're coming up of age right now. And the plan yeah. the plan is before this war kicked off with Hamas and Israel and different things was to sacrifice them on Passover next year. I'm good friends with the guy who's over the whole project, and he's working with the Temple Institute and some other people, uh, the rabbis over there. Well, the plan was to do it on Passover, but I don't know how this war will affect that because, in essence, the country is pretty much shut down. A lot of it is, all the parks and a lot of different things. So I don't know how it would affect the sacrifice. We'll have to see how all that plays out. Okay, so what I'm um, asking is that once they announce that they have a red heifer, wouldn't that usher in a new era, therefore bringing in... um, everything else that's, that's going to follow after they have this red heifer, yeah. like with the um, departing of the, the, uh, the state of Israel. 
Right. Like, so, the, you know, like, so the minute we have a red heifer, that is our first inclination that all these other things are going to follow thereafter. Well, so the red heifer is part of it. The event that we're looking for that starts the final seven years is a peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians that has the five biblical characteristics to that. And the Bible says as a result of that peace agreement that Israel will resume sacrifices because the Antichrist is going to cause those sacrifices to cease. So if they, if they got a red heifer and the, they were to do the sacrifice and to get the ashes from the red heifer, they could hold those ashes and wait until the time the peace agreement is signed, allowing them to build their third temple. They could hold those ashes for, you know, quite some time. So getting the so heifer, asking, I'm sorry. Oh, so I was just curious, like, will the red heifer uh, start the seven year peace treaty? Yeah. Or begin the seven year peace treaty? No, the, the, that's, the red heifer will not. It has to be a peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Daniel 9.27 says the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for a seven-year period. The one week there in Daniel 9.27 is a seven-year period. And the Bible says after that, Israel's going to build a third temple. They'll resume the sacrifices. The Antichrist will cause those sacrifices to cease. They could get a red heifer and perform the sacrifice uh, on Passover next year. Let's say they do do that. I, that's yet to be seen. But let's say if they did do that, they could hold the ashes to purify Israel. They could hold that till they got a peace agreement signed. It doesn't mean that the final seven years will start next year if they do the sacrifice, uh, the red heifer sacrifice. The red heifer is just part of the end time events because we know they're gonna resume sacrifices in the near future and they've gotta have a red heifer to do that. So, but I, I wanna make sure it's clear to everybody that the We've, to start the final seven years, we've got to have that peace agreement. That's very important. So with the red heifer, wouldn't that ring in a peace agreement? Because I imagine that a lot of the Jewish communities will come together at that point. You know, because like when they conquered the Temple Mount during the war, yeah. and then they relinquished it, like, a, a lot of things that I hear that they just were not ready. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't the right time. I do not think that the red heifer sacrifice will bring in the peace agreement. Because there's nothing about that red heifer sacrifice that is going to get the Palestinians to want to come to a negotiating table for peace. And so it, the red heifer sacrifice, it will, it appears that it will happen. And that will eventually lead to them being able to resume their to do their sacrifices up on the Temple Mount, the rituals in once the temple is built. But I don't think we can say that the red heifer leads to the peace agreement. I honestly think it's going to be a war, the World War III, and that the look at what's going on now between the Israelis and the Palestinians, and on the heels of that World War III, that that would be the event that where the international community would look at Israel and the Palestinians and say, okay, you guys are going to sign a peace agreement whether you want to or not. I don't think the red heifer would lead to the signing of a peace agreement, in my okay, opinion. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Like once the red heifer comes, you know, you'll get more support for a temple. Now that may very well be true, but again, the peace agreement's got to be between the Israels and the Palestinians. There's going to have to be a pretty good size 
crisis or something to get them to finally come and want to both sides capitulate enough to want to sign an agreement. Uh, I don't think that the red heifer, it, the red heifer is going to be part of all of it, but I don't think that that's the event that would lead to it. I think it's going to be, in my opinion, I think it could be World War Three. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time. All right. God bless you, Mary, and I do thank you for your time as well. Thank you for the call. And, you know, everybody, with the, with the, the situations going on in the Middle East and all the different things that are happening, all the digital societies and um, the, 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 the central bank digital currencies and everything, all the IDs, I mean, now you've got Bill Gates and the United Nations pushing this 50 and 5. Have you heard of that? where they're talking about 50 nations in five years getting digital ID, uh, digital data, digital national IDs, all kinds of different things. It's called 50 in five. And I saw um, the USA Today trying to debunk that. But you can go do your research and it's, there's actually websites talking about it and telling you exactly what's going to do and that Bill Gates and the United Nations is in on it. So every, all of these things where they almost, almost, not always, but most times when they come out to a major me, a liberal media news source comes out to debunk something, you almost, once you do your research, you find out that it's almost always true. Not all the time, but a lot of times. So anyway, um, so with that said, let me mention Birch Gold. Uh, world government enthusiasts, you know, they always want to impose these digital currencies. Look up 50 and 5 and see what, it's worth, see what it's all about. Check it out. I'll probably do some programming on it next week. But they're talking about digital currencies, digital IDs on these respective uh, populations around the world, especially these 50 countries. And they could, it would allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products. They're programmable. And it enables the government to take more control of your finances. It's what it's all about. So it, there are people that are wanting to diversify some of their assets into physical gold. If you're going to do that, make sure you use a reputable company like Birch Gold. It, whether it's a, a, you want to turn a, maybe a, a physical asset um, held in a tax-sheltered, if you're wanting a physical asset um, held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get just, it's, it's a free kit about gold. A lot of people don't have a clue where to start. This is a great place. And then if you've got maybe an IRA or a 401k that's been laying around for years, Birch Gold can help you convert that into an IRA in gold and it, there's no penny, there's no expense out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash endtime, claim your free info kit on gold because if these central bank digital currencies and all the other things really become a, a reality, then it might be a good idea maybe to have some gold to fall back on, okay? Now, the let's go straight back to the phones. Let's go to Nora in Missouri. God bless Nora. Welcome to the End Time Show. Uh, I got a question. Uh, I know the Bible says every eye shall behold him. When is that going to occur, that event? That's at the rapture. Uh, and which, yeah, the rapture and the Bible says in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7, every eye shall behold him. And that's at the time when he comes back to gather his saints uh, unto him. Um, there, there will be no missing him. Let, let me read you a scripture, another scripture. It's Matthew chapter 24. I'll give you another scripture for this because it's really cool. What Jesus was talking about in the Olivet Discourse. If you go to... Uh, Matthew 24, 29. 
Jesus said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, sun will be darkened, moon shall not give her light, stars will fall from heaven, powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then the Bible says, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. If it's a secret rapture, then how, why are all the tribes of the earth mourning? And the Bible says, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from one from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. That's the rapture. And the Bible says, and they shall see the Son of Man coming. So it's not going to be this hidden secret rapture where everybody just vanishes. The Bible says that we will be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. But we're not just going to poof, be gone. Remember when Jesus ascended into heaven in Acts chapter 1, the Bible says the disciples stood and watched him go. Well, that's the same way the rapture is going to occur that we will be changed from mortal to immortal in the moment in the twinkling of an eye, but we are gonna, it's, we're going to be caught up to meet him in the air, but we're not just going to poof, vanish. Uh, it's not going to be like that. So the Bible says that every eye will behold him at the time of the rapture. Okay, thank you. All right, God bless you, my friend. Thank you for the call. And so we're coming up on a break here. We get back from the break going straight to the phones. Got a lot of calls coming in. And... Um, I want to say to everybody, I know a lot of you are traveling next week. A lot of things are happening. From end time, our entire end time staff, to all of you, we're going to be doing programming. I'll be doing programming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Doug has already taken off for, or he's getting ready to, I guess, this weekend for Thanksgiving. So um, we want to say from all of us to all of you, if you're traveling next week, whatever, you don't get to hear the program, happy Thanksgiving from all of us. We love each and every one of you. We're praying for you every morning. We're praying for our partners. We're praying for all the requests that come in. We actually do do that. We're not just saying that. And so um, looking forward to spending holiday with, the holidays with my family as well. And because I'm thankful to God. And I don't think we give God enough thanks and praise on, uh, in our daily lives, right? I mean, we pray uh, uh, now. If you're a Christian, obviously you should be praying every day and you should be thanking God for your food and this, that, and the other. But I'm going to say by and large, a lot of people, uh, society in general, I've talked to so many people over the years that they'll pray at you know, Thanksgiving dinner over the food and then maybe a few times if they go to their mom's house or something, who's praying? You know. But most people, you know, would you say that you had a daily prayer life? Think about that. I don't think we give God enough thanks for so much of our blessings so this Thanksgiving, we are encouraging you, make sure you give God thanks for everything. Most of you, by and large, will sit down to a nice meal Thanksgiving Day. Make sure you're thanking God for everything on the table, for a warm house to sit down with your family to, a nice table and chairs, and that you're going to have a good time with your family. We should all thank God every day for so many blessings because without God, we have nothing, right? And so I'm so thankful to God and His blessings to all of us. And we want to say Happy Thanksgiving to all of you as, as well. As a viewer of The End Time Show, you're getting early access to Christmas deals starting right now. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? What experiences and gifts would you receive this year? 
Well, the atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited because these deals are now available through the end of 2023. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives and that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2023, you can get deals like a special VIP group video call with Dave Robbins when you get Understanding the End Time. End Time Plus subscription for 50% off, or my personal favorite, a $10 and under sale for almost 100 different products featuring Irvin Baxter, Dave Robbins, and more. Go to endtime.com slash deals for a full catalog of items. You can also call 800 End Time. Hurry, supplies are limited. Go to endtime.com slash deals to what if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Well, welcome back everybody and man, I uh, got a lot of phone calls here. Let's go straight back and, and um, get to them real quick. Try to get to all of them before the end of the program. I, I, I think that would be easy if you, there's still actually a spot open if you want to call in. So let's go to um, Sandy in Canada. God bless Sandy. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Absolutely. Um, th- I'm just wondering if you know anything about how Canada is going, what they're going to do in the end times, whether they would follow what the U.S. does or some other country, right? or how it fits into the prop- end times. Yeah. How much influence would you say that Great Britain had over Canada? I have no idea. Right. Well, I'm saying you guys are, isn't Canada owned by the King of England now or controlled by them? Right. So, well, by and large, I mean, I think that's pretty much a a, a given. So when you talk about Canada and which way they're going to go, the Bible says in Revelation 13, 1 1 through 3, that the end time world government will be a European centered world governing body and that it will have the mouth of the lion. Great Britain will be certainly be involved in the world governing body. So any of them, any of the countries that are controlled by England, Great Britain, that they will be, they'll be part of the world governing system. Trudeau is as much of a globalist as Joe Biden. Yeah. And however, the Bible specifically says the United States will be standing with Israel against the world government in the end time. However, it appears that Australia, which is controlled by them, Canada, and some of the different nations, that they will most likely, unless they just completely, you know, break away. But it, it appears that they will fall right in line with what they're being told by the European, their European-centered um, leaders. And so, you know, I've got, I, I, the, Canada itself is not mentioned in Scripture, to my knowledge. However, you've got to look at how, who runs um, your leaders at this point. And, you know, that's a, it's basically European-centered, and so... 
you kind of, you know, that's the best answer I could give you because it appears that they will fall under uh, the reign of the Antichrist as well. So I know that's not good news, but I mean, I, no. you know, that's uh, because of how Canada's set up. They're doing what they're told by their, their European leaders at this point. So, Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, the thing is, uh, Sandy, is that there will be pockets of resistance around the world against the Antichrist. Not every single person. By and large, the Bible says that everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life will follow after the Antichrist and pledge allegiance to his system. However, that's talking in generalities because the Bible says there's going to be pockets of resistance all around the world that are that will stand in opposition to the Antichrist all the way to the end. And the country of Jordan, the Bible says, will escape out of his hand, the country of Israel, and the country of the United States of America. I can prove those three scripturally. So, um, but as far as, you know, as far as Canada goes, uh, I would encourage you to look into how much Europe controls what Canada does and uh, that it looks like from all I can tell, that they will be in lockstep with the world government in the end time. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right, thank you for thank the you call, Sandy. God bless you, my friend. Uh, again, I hope you're living in a, in a pocket of Canada that resists. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, some of these things we're going to have to live through. I can give you, I can give you by and large, the big picture, but I can't tell you every little pocket of resistance. Um, the Bible says that... In, um, he will be troubled by uh, entities from the East. And so, I mean, I, I don't know specifically who that's going to be. Um, at the end of the day, if I lived in a country, let's say in Germany, matter of fact, I've got a great friend who is a missionary in Germany. <coughs> and I told him, I said, I was in Germany. I talked to him, I said, so what are you gonna do, man? You're kind of almost in the belly of the beast here. Uh, at what point, I mean, have you made a decision at what point you're going to leave? And he said, Dave, I'm not leaving. He said, I've got, a, I've got churches that I'm over here. He said, I'm, I'm staying. He said, if God chooses to allow me to, to, to be persecuted, then he said, I'm, I'm staying. And I, t I was like, man, I love you. You're so awesome. I said, most people on the world, in the world couldn't do that. But he's all in. He said, I'm not going to leave my churches here and that he's the shepherd of, and I thought, man, you're, you, I love you. He is an all-in Christian. It's so awesome. So, um, so thankful to have people like that around the world. And you, you know, really, to be a Christian, you got to be all in. There's no such thing as a 50% Christian or a 25% Christian. If you're a Christian, you're 100%. You're 100%er. And so, um, very, very important. Um, really quick, before we go back to the phones, and then we're going to stay to the phones the rest of the time. Ready Pantry. <clears throat> you know, we'd love to um, we'd love to believe that the supply chains and all the different things are going to stay intact uh, all the way to the end, right? But there's there are chances, uh, a certain crisis and different things that would make it so that probably that may not be possible. So we've got to pray for the best and prepare for the worst. I mean, it, wouldn't it be nice if you knew that there was an affordable way to get a three, six, nine, twelve month supply of food, um, and and that's actually possible. ReadyPantry.com slash endtime offers amazing 25-year shelf-stable food, and they've got many different options for 
uh, the meals, and not to mention there's a peace of mind you get by knowing you've got an emergency supply of food that's ready for anything, any kind of crisis. I mean, there's a million reasons why it would be nice to have some of this food on your shelf. So Ready Pantry is an American-based company, and it, they, all the products are sourced right here in America. That's very important for me. And so you're not going to be disappointed. There's many long-term food storage companies on the Internet that are selling product um, that's been sitting in their warehouse for years, but Ready Pantry is not like that. They're going to give you very fresh food, and it comes, it's delivered straight to your door. So these Ready Pantry offers discounts of up to 20% off for 3 to 12 month supplies. So go to readypantry.com slash endtime, use code endtime, and save an additional 10% off on your order, plus free shipping on all your orders. Or there's, there's actually um, buy now, pay later. I know Christmas is coming up, so you'd like to have some maybe through the, over the next month. Buy now, pay later. And you can do that at checkout by going to readypantry.com slash endtime. Okay, straight back to the phones. Uh, let's go to Clarence in Maine. God bless Clarence. Welcome to the End Time Show. Actually, uh, Clarence in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, okay. Uh, yes, th my thank you for joining me, my friend. My brother, I love your teaching and track uh, your teachings and, um, you know, uh, uh, been such a wonderful foundation for me as far as like where I am right now and help them to uh, spread the word the end time. Um, something that uh, you just mentioned, I'm not sure I understand the clarity of it mm -hmm. concerning the every eye shall behold him situation. Yes. Because uh, in that particular scripture, which I think is found in Revelation, um, it, uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, seven says, right. every eye shall behold him, even yeah those who pierced him so yeah. i'm not sure that i I'm, I'm associating that that with the rapture yeah uh meaning that the people who are you know um who who, he, who that he's coming for because this seems to me it's, it's more than just the people you know that he's coming for yeah but it, because it says even those who pierced him so i'm just thinking this is like a technological thing whereby he comes and I mean every eye with technology mm. would be able to see this event taking place yeah no his, I, his, uh, his coming. I totally agree with you the fact that a matter yeah. is even those that pierced him would be obviously the Jews and so the, there are the um, actually the Romans pierced him but the Bible says mm -hmm. that when he comes back and plants his feet upon the Mount of Olives, that the Jews are going to walk out and say, where'd you get those scars in your hand? So the mm. fact of the matter is, is, I don't believe it's going to be technological. I believe that when the clouds split open and the mm -hmm. Lord comes, is in the clouds, and he sends his angels with the great sound of a trumpet to gather the elect unto him, I believe mm -hmm. that every person on the earth is going to see that. I don't believe, you're, I, I don't believe you won't be able to see it. The Bible says, every eye shall behold him. And that's what it also but, says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 29, which is specifically mentioning at the time of the rapture. That's why I brought up Matthew 24, 29, besides Revelation 1, 7, because it helps to give a clarification about the timing of it all and that every eye will behold him at that point as well. But the rapture is to me, um, and you can help me here, the rapture is the twinkling of an eye type of situation, so it's instantaneous, and if every eye is going to behold him, it seems to me there is a stay here, 
um, as far as like every eye, the earth, uh, you mentioned it's the Jews. And well, every eye, and then even those that pierce them. Yes. So it seems to me it's the world, and as you mentioned so distinctly, yeah. even those who, 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 so it would be something that would, so if the rapture is an instantaneous thing. Yeah. Um, um, so let me, let, me, let me stop you yeah. right there. The thing mm-hmm. is, I just mentioned that the, mm-hmm. the Bible says that we are changed in a moment, mm-hmm. in a twinkling of an eye. The Bible does not say the the Bible does not say the rapture occurs in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. We're changed, okay. but the Bible says that um, if you remember how Jesus went up into heaven, mm-hmm. it appears Correct. that we will be changed from a moment in the moment of the twinkling of an eye from immortal to immortal, but we're we'll go up like he did. We're not going to go up just in a and we're gone. And so there's a, there's, a, there's a clear distinction there when the Bible says that we're going to be changed in that moment in the twinkling of an eye, but not that the rapture will occur in the twinkling of an eye. So um, just before I let you go, so yeah. folks will be able to see the rapture taking place. People on the earth will be seeing people... Um, Going up in the air. Ascending. Yeah. You remember when Jesus ascended up into mm-hmm. heaven and the Bible says that the disciples stood and mm-hmm. watched him go? Mm-hmm. So it appears that hmm. that's how the rapture will take place as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm not really sure that I agree, but uh, okay. I mean, I, I really still thank you for everything you guys are doing. Absolutely. I love the ministry. I follow you um, religiously. Yes. And uh, I mean, you guys are doing a great job, and uh, I will continue definitely to uh, follow and support. I tell you All what, right, Clarence, you so much, if. My brother. Clarence, if we both make it in the rapture, then I'll look over at you and say, you know what, man, we made it. And that's all that really matters. <laughs> that's all that really matters. Yeah, yeah. All right, my brother, I appreciate that, man. Thank all right, man. Thank you so much, and God bless you, man. I love you all. God bless you, sir, and thank you for listening and the call. All right, let's go to, um, where are we at here? Let's go to Philip in Georgia. God bless Philip. Welcome to the End Time Show. How you doing today? I'm doing tremendous. How are you doing, my friend? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm still breathing there and walking around. I ain't going to complain. I heard that. What you got? Okay, I just got some uh, uh, two questions for you, if you don't mind me asking. Sure. Uh, you know, well, well uh, it looked like uh, the face rivers drying up. Yes. You know, the four angels. Uh, I just wonder how they've been re- released, or if not, uh, what's the timeline on that? Yeah, so the... At the Sixth Trumpet War, Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21. Well, I tell you what, uh, Philip, just hold through the break here, and then we'll dive right back off into this. Um, I lost track of time here, so just hold through the break, and then I'll pick you back up on the other side of that. So, wow. Uh, Thank you all so much uh, for listening and supporting End Time Ministries over the years. Many big things are happening uh, at End Time. A lot of things are happening in Israel. God's certainly blessing us. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, 
the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Okay, we're going to go straight back to Philip. Philip, are you with me? Okay, so your first question was, the Great River Euphrates dries up, that's in Revelation chapter 16, and how does that compare time-wise with the angels being released um, in Revelation chapter 9, verse 13 through 21? So the Revel in Revelation 9, 13 through 21, the four angels that are bound in the Great River Euphrates are loosed that's at the sixth trumpet war, which occurs before the great tribulation period. Then the Bible says at the sixth vial. So then you have the, the, the um, sometime before the great tribulation, which is the final three and one half years, you have the sixth trumpet war occurs. In my mind, well, I'm speculating, but we, there's a possibility we could be in that war right now. This thing that's happening with Hamas and Israel, it could go away. However, Iran is not going to go away. So... I don't know if specifically if this will be the war, but something will happen at some point where World War III or Revelation 9, 13 through 21 will happen. That's when the four angels are loosed. Then, after that, some, at some point in time, there's going to be the Great Tribulation. And then at the end of that is the, is the Battle of Armageddon. When the vials, the seven vials of the wrath of God are poured out at the Battle of Armageddon. The well, the first one is poured out the first vial is poured out on those that receive the mark of the beast during the Great Tribulation period. The next six, <coughs> excuse me, the next six are poured out upon the armies that come down against Israel to battle. It's going to be localized right there in Israel. It's not going to be around the world. The hailstones weighing the size of a talent, that's not going to be global. It's going to be right there localized in Israel. And so, the, at the sixth vial, the Bible says the great river Euphrates will be dried up to make way for the kings of the east to come down against Israel to battle. They're gathered into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. So that's when the great river Euphrates is dried up at the battle of Armageddon. At the end of the great tribulation, World War III is sometime before the great tribulation begins. Um, what's your second question there, Philip? 
Okay, I'm saying on different uh, platforms that you're going to find out a pre-tree. Uh, is that is anything to that? As they came to tell about signing a pre-tree. Yeah, so at this point, uh, they have signed more than one peace agreement over the last several years. The prophesied peace agreement that will start the final seven years still has not been signed yet. We've not started the final seven years. And um, the, it appears, because now you have what's going on with Israel, Hamas, the Ring of Fire with Hezbollah, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Hamas, uh, uh, the Houthis down in Yemen, the Ring of Fire, Iran. So it, uh, there are many people that are saying, hey, this is ridiculous. We, th there was one article the other day um, that I sent Doug and Vince, and I think they talked about it on the air, that said the world must force Israel and the Palestinians to sign a peace agreement. Well, the Bible says the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for a seven-year period. So we've always wondered, because it's, it's scripturally it doesn't tell us one way or the other, that it, whether the war or the peace agreement, which one happens first? Scripturally, I can't prove which one. However, it has always been our opinion that the war would happen first, and then that would be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist, and the Antichrist would be influential in getting a peace agreement signed right on the heels of that. Man, I'm telling you what, it looks like that's the way this thing is playing out as we speak. Now, again, I cannot tell you that what's happening over there right now is the beginning of World War III. I don't know that. But it certainly has the earmarks of it. And so that could lead to the peace agreement. At this time, we have not signed a peace agreement yet, my friend. Okay, uh, how much is the, uh, if Peter's grave is dried up? Seems like all of it dried up already, ain't yeah, no, no. The, the, the Euphrates River is the principal water source in the Middle East. It, there are pockets of it drying up, but it is certainly not dried up at this point. No way. Okay. This is what I've been seeing. Of. Me and other people have been in discussion that they felt like it might have already let loose. I just uh, want to just ask yeah. someone who knows. Yeah. It, the, the prophesied event when the, when the, uh, great, the river Euphrates is dried up, that will not occur until the Battle of Armageddon. That's at the end of the final seven years. And the Bible oh. specifically says it'll be dried up at that point. So, um, really confusing. yeah, yeah. No, it can be confusing and that you got to make sure you're following your good news sources and that you're following people that um, just that are, you know, uh, that are teaching it like the Bible says. Okay, let's just go from there. Right. So, thank you much okay, for the call, Philip. appreciate it. Uh, me and Mama both loves the show. All right. Well, thank you much, and God bless you, my friend. I'm going to let you go. i got a ton of calls. Let's go to Wendy in Georgia. God bless Wendy. Uh, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. I don't know if you remember me. <laughs> I do. How are you? All right. Uh, first of all, I got your book. Okay. And Jim's got your copy. Now, a couple things. Well, how get, get, we hey, know? Wendy, Wendy. Um, I, I got a ton of calls, and I've got like nine minutes left. G give me your question real quick, and then we can continue the conversation off air. W what's your question? Yes. How do we know when we're up in the economy that we're getting something that's uh, not walk? Okay, so you're going to have to do your research on that. I don't know all the companies that are woke or not, but when somebody comes out with a real bold 
you know, a big, huge section in their store that says, hey, we're pro-LGBTQ and we're supporting this. And they got, uh, you know, the, the rainbow, everything, and, you know, all this other stuff. It's like, um, that's pretty in-your-face blatant. We are a woke company and we support all these woke agendas. Okay, I try, if I can, to steer clear and not support that kind of stuff. Now, that's just yes, me personally. You can do what you that. want, but it's just me personally. But when I know an organization or a group, a company is, they're, they're Christian owners, and I've done my research on them, and they're not woke, and they're not trying to change our country, and they're not pushing all these woke agendas and things like that, I tend to support those companies. It doesn't mean that I will absolutely never go into one of those other companies, but I try to steer clear of them if I can, because I don't want to support woke agendas at all. I'm doing the best I can to steer America back in a certain direction with my limited abilities as just one human being. I know it, 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 the best thing I can do is I pray every day and I ask God to help America. But at the end of the day, and, and for me personally, me and my wife, we've decided that we, if at all possible, now you can't always do this, but if at all possible, I'm going to do the best I can to support non-woke companies. So, Wendy, it's good to hear from you. I got a lot of calls on the line, so uh, I'll continue on. Wendy's one of the ones that went with us on the Israel tour where we got stuck over there when the war kicked off. And Wendy, I love you. I, I wish I could keep on talking to you, but I've got a ton of calls, so let's continue this at another time. God bless you, my friend. Um, let's go to uh, Mark in Missouri. God bless Mark. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello, Mark. I had this discussion with Doug yeah. about the timing of all of this. Yes. And I keep putting a lot of emphasis on the red heifer yeah. because the red heifer, I believe, has to happen first. Okay. Because the Jews believe when they get one of these red heifers that God's going to give them away to build the third temple. Yes. And, you know, and uh, the timing of the, in the first three and a half years, all of this stuff of building the Third Temple could happen even during or in the movement towards a World War III. They could almost go simultaneously. But I believe that this red heifer is really, really important because I think that the Jews will get their way and be able to build the Third Temple. And maybe after this thing in Israel that's going on, if there's any uh, Palestinians left, maybe this will you know, convince them that they need to sign on to this treaty. Yeah. So the thing is, is that, and this is one thing that everybody needs to understand when you're looking at some of these prophecies, is that God doesn't need a red heifer. God doesn't need the sacrifices in Israel. God doesn't need a third temple. The only reason that that's in Bible prophecy is because God knows the end from the beginning, and he's seen all the, how all this stuff played out, that, that, they, that there would be animal sacrifices resumed, the Antichrist would stop those animal sacrifices, he would stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple proclaiming to be God. God saw how all this played out. But it's not, um, it's not necessarily God's will for Israel to resume sacrifices, because when Jesus Christ died on Calvary, that was the last sacrifice that we needed to be saved. Once a person's born again, they can be, Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man's born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. So we've got to make sure that we understand 
that it's not God that is, um, I want to make sure I get this across to your right. God is not condoning the implementation of future sacrifices. He has already seen how it played out, and yes, they will resume sacrifices, but he's not doing that and saying, hey, Israel, you know, it's my will that you do this so that you're going to be saved. So we, we've, um, he, he, the only reason it's in Bible prophecy is because it's how it all played out. It's the same way with right. like the um, World War III and things like that. God's not well, condoning World War III, but it at. is, I'm sorry? It's, it's to let us know by Scripture where we are in that, the whole timing of it. I mean, okay. there's other things like, the you know, it, God tells the Jews never to divide Israel or give up any of it, not even right. a foot of it. Right. But that has to happen with this two-state two situation. Yes, sir. Agreed. So I agree with you there, and I agree with you with the timing of all of this, that the red heifer certainly does play into it, absolutely 100%. However... Uh, like I told the other caller, that the red heifer, even if they get the sacrifice done, let's say if they did the sacrifice on Passover next year, that does not necessarily mean that the Palestinians are going to say, yeehaw, let's sign an agreement and let Israel build their temple. There's going to have to be an event or a crisis or something that will be so immense that it will, they will say, okay, you know, we're going, to have to, we're going to have to fall in line and bow down to the edicts of the world governing body and sign a peace agreement. Um, and, uh, you know, again, in my opinion, again, that's opinion, I think it could be the war and then on the heels of that, because right now they're saying, look at what's going on, Israel and Hamas, they need to, we need to force them to sign an agreement. But this, this hasn't big enough, been big enough of a crisis for, to get them to do that. And it's a pretty big crisis. So in my opinion, I, I think that it will be the war, and then on the heels of that, we'll move off into a fully functioning world governing body, and there will be people that get Israel and the Palestinians to sign an agreement. It, it could happen before, but I'm just giving you my opinion, and uh, it's a scripturally, you know, it's, it's just going off scripture, I'm giving you an opinion off of it. God bless.